and welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm so excited to bring you today's episode where I have interviewed my good friend, family friend, and neighbor, Lisa Hyde. She's an incredible skincare expert. She sells skincare, but that's not what this is about. We're not trying to sell you guys any products, but if you do want to change your skin and if while you're listening you find that your skin sounds similar to the way that mine was before I fixed my hormone problems then maybe you'd like to consider purchasing Lisa's products in which case you can head to her website we'll leave all the information in this podcast and in my blog post that announces everything about this podcast And I'm also doing something a little bit new starting with this episode, and I'll be doing it moving forward with every episode, but I'll be starting each episode with a journal style chit chat with you guys, basically just telling you what I've been up to lately, answering questions that you guys send in, and um, just talking. So that's what this whole podcast is about. It's meant to just connect me with you guys. So that's what we're doing. So feel free to send in questions. People have been sending in questions already just through the blog for other purposes. So I've saved up a few good ones that I thought would be fun to bring up on the podcast and to talk about in person because I call this in person instead of just um, writing on the blog. So the first question that I've saved is from one of my loyal readers. Her name is Marissa. I won't say her last name for the sake of privacy, even though I don't think she really cares, but just for future going forward, I might as well just say your first names unless I have your permission. So she asked me, do I ever feel a pressure to portray this perfectly balanced life because that's what my blog is all about and because I've openly recovered from orthorexia. I've written a book about recovering from orthorexia. So do I ever feel the pressure to act like things are perfect and going really well, even when they're not. And that is such a good question, especially because, yes, for me, I blog about this stuff for a living. So this is something that I definitely have to deal with quite a bit and um, putting my life out there. So publicly, I have to be careful to remain authentic to myself um, and not get too caught up with trying to look too perfect or act act in a certain way. But I think this also applies to anybody who's suffered from an eating disorder and who's going through recovery from an eating disorder or from anything really, because all of us have people who care about us. And if you've recovered from an eating disorder, you probably have your family and friends, um, you know, (laughs) checking in on you and making sure that everything's okay. And they don't want you to be displaying orthorexic, orthorexic tendencies or eating disorder tendencies because then they'd be worried about you. But the thing is, the truth is, it's just, it's a mentality. So having an eating disorder, I mean, yes, it's it's a, it's a real thing and it's severe. It can be very severe, but it's also a mentality. And I have the OCD type of mentality. So because I've suffered from OCD and OCD-like tendencies for a long time, I totally get it. I get how intertwined my OCD is with my eating disorder and fitness. I can become quite a bit of a workoutaholic even when I try not to. So here's the thing. I don't try to be perfect. I, I don't try to even say that I'm close to perfect, Um, which I know the person who asked this question knows that. She knows that I'm super open about my struggles. And I think that that helps people to hear that if you're also in recovery, you're not alone for still having still having issues um, on the daily with food because I definitely do. It doesn't come easy to me. I have 
really bad digestion problems and stomach problems that are just part of my everyday life. So I can't just eat whatever I want and call it a day. I actually have to be really careful about what I eat. And then I have to find the balance between being really careful and restricting because of course I I don't want to restrict and that would along the lines of eating disorder behavior versus just being kind to myself and not eating the things that I'm allergic to. So it's just a lot of back and forth. It's something that I've I've just accepted as a part of my everyday life. I just have to kind of deal with that. Um, But the answer is yes, I sometimes do feel that pressure because I feel that people do look to me for inspiration to find balance, which makes me so happy. But I don't have a perfect day every single day, but I try to be positive and share that positivity with people. And also I try not to be too tied to the orthorexic label or the recovered orthorexic label because all of those things are labels just like veganism was a label for me. So I just try to be balanced and be me and be Jordan. And if anything, the label that I connect with is the balanced blonde. And that's a label. You guys know that's kind of who I am. That's what a lot of people refer to me as. And I love that. It's a positive label for me to hold on to. And it's great. It's really just my blog name and my business name. And it makes me happy. So that's the label that I choose to say, yep, that's me. That's what I identify as. And I love it. So that's a great question. You guys can feel free to keep sending questions in. I'll keep answering them in this intro section. So to move on from the questions for now... I'll tell you what I've been up to lately. I've been blogging a lot because I've been homesick a ton. So right now I'm sitting in my apartment. I'm looking at Hudson. He's sleeping in the cutest way with his tail tucked between his legs and he's basking in the sun, even though it's not that sunny right now. I have... I'm pretty much surrounded by things that I was photographing all day for my healthy holiday gift guide post, which by the time this this podcast episode goes up, will definitely be up on my blog. So feel free to check it out. There's a bunch of great stuff in there, like some of my favorite wellness products because it's a healthy holiday gift guide. I don't know if I said healthy, but it's a healthy holiday gift guide. So it's all my favorite wellness products. There's essential oils in there. There's all my favorite collagen peptides and little stocking stuffers, some great skincare stuff, organic, natural, cruelty-free skincare, some um, Balance Bond Apparel t-shirts, of course, because we recently came out with our newest collection with some phrases that I'm really excited about, like be you and some different list t-shirts that say things like green smoothies, lots of yoga, pondering the universe, all that hippie stuff that really just corresponds to exactly who I am and what I like to share with you guys. So you can check that out in the holiday... Oh my gosh, the holiday gift guide. Sorry for my voice. I've been sick for one whole week. Like tomorrow will have been one whole week. Exactly. I've been very sick. So you'll hear this in some of my upcoming podcast episodes because I recorded a few last week. Not this one with Lisa. We recorded the day before I got sick. So you'll have my clear, silky smooth, hopefully voice. But the following week with Sarah Pendrick, who's another good friend of mine who is awesome. And I can't wait for her to share all about her organization with you guys and everything else that she does. I sound so sick in that episode. I just re-listened to it and I'm like dying. I'm like wanting to record over my voice because I sounded so sick and so nasal, but I'm still sick. So you're still hearing it, I guess. 
I'm just doing it again because that's exactly just the truth. But yeah, so... I also found somebody really awesome to edit my podcast for me. His name is Cody and Cody's company, Podcast Masters. They've been doing a really good job. They edited my last episode. They're going to edit every episode from here on out. So all I really have to do is record the episodes and do the fun part, which is awesome. But I'm still glad for the record that I taught myself how to edit because... It's, I think it's a good thing for everybody to know who podcasts because if you ever have to edit yourself, you want to know how to do it and it's a cool thing to learn. So now I know how to use GarageBand. I feel like so much more of a tech savvy blogger because it's it's just a good thing to know. I think it's always smart to teach ourselves new, new things and keep our brains moving and chugging along. Um, but yeah, the way that Cody found my podcast is because his wife, Nina, listens to the podcast. She's a balanced blonde reader. She's awesome. They're both my Facebook friends now. And I started a Facebook group for the podcast. So if you want to add me on Facebook... I don't usually say this because I, I used to try to keep my Facebook like personal. But you should just add me on Facebook, everybody, because you're all part of my personal life at this point, at Jordan Younger. And I will add you to the podcast group where you can share basically anything you want, inspiring articles, um, wellness stuff, balanced blonde stuff. And I will post about the podcast every week to keep you guys updated when there's a new episode. But if you don't want to do that, if you're not a Facebook person, I totally get it. I'm not that much of a Facebook person either, but I think... Eventually, I just have to come to terms with the fact that I'm just a social media person in general. I can't get away from it because it's a part of my whole entire career, which is fun. I like social media. So, well, this is a fun, fun intro. I told Cody when he said, you know, you could do this journal style intro about what you've been up to lately. I was like, I always wanted to do that. I just didn't think that that was a podcast thing to do. And he was like, well everything's a podcast thing to do. There's no such thing as a podcast thing to do or to not do, which I love because I think that everybody should just do what makes them happy and listen to the kind of podcasts that make them happy. So hopefully you like intros like this. If you don't, feel free to just um, obviously skip right over it next time because I'm still going to do interviews every episode. This interview with Lisa Hyde is going to rock your world. She's amazing. She knows what she's talking about. She will get your skin clean, clear, and under control. So without further ado, let's introduce the episode. Okay, guys. So today I have with me Lisa Hyde. She's a close family friend. Her mom and my mom were best friends with each other. And I always get to hear stories about my mom long before I was alive when she would take Lisa to, what was it? It was aerobics class. And then, yeah. And then you guys would go get frozen yogurt afterwards. I've even heard about the frozen yogurt flavors and all the toppings. I love hearing the stories. When I moved to Brentwood turned out that Lisa was my neighbor. We live probably five buildings apart from each other. So cool. And she is a skincare expert. She has helped me with my skin immeasurably. And people ask me all the time, what do I do to take care of my skin? I think people think that I have better skin than I do just because people mainly see the photos where I have makeup on and you know, there's lots of editing that one can do to make their skin look like it glows. But over the course of the last 
year ever since I've been doing the routine that Lisa has recommended and all sorts of other things to take care of myself from the inside out, my skin has greatly improved. For the most part, it's completely clear and glowing. I got a facial yesterday, so it almost looks like I've been picked apart, but at least it was by someone else and not myself. And yeah, professional. And I have a very in-depth routine that I follow with products that Lisa sells, which we will totally get into. But the main reason why I wanted to have her on is because Lisa and I have both suffered from hormone problems that happen in so many women. I mean, they happen in everybody, but it's very prevalent in women, especially women who reach a certain age or women who have dabbled with very intense fitness routines and very extreme diets and pretty much my whole entire life in a nutshell and Lisa's life. So we connected about this. I think it was probably because well, we were going to the same workout place, Orange Theory Fitness. We were both going five, six days a week, busting our asses. And I think Lisa probably noticed that my skin was inflamed. It actually looked like there was a fire somewhere around my chin and uh, all around, like basically the hormone, all the hormone areas. And it didn't bother me so much because I just... There's so many things that I stress about and that I care about and my skin was sort of low on the list just because I felt like I first want to feel better on the inside. I want to help my stomach problems and I feel like if I help my stomach problems, then I can clear my skin. So my skin wasn't really on the top of my mind, but it was definitely on the top of my family's mind and my mom and my dad who just love, you know, looking at their daughter's face, they were like, we need to do something about this. So Lisa shared some tips with me between her products, um, kind of teaching me a little bit about hormones and cortisol levels and how those affect the skin. And then also she has this incredible facialist, Mojan in Santa Monica, will share all of her information. I saw her yesterday and I told her she was going to be getting a shout out. She was very honored, but she's a game changer. So Before I go on and on, I have tons of questions for Lisa. We'll talk about a lot of stuff, including her fitness routine because she has worked out with some of the best trainers in the industry in Los Angeles. She looks amazing. She's completely transformed her body in the last year and a half, I think. She's back to where she was before the hormones went crazy. So obviously, we have to share her tips and tricks. So we'll just start with Lisa introducing herself. She'll tell you guys a little bit about what she does for a living. And then I'll ask her detailed questions about skin, fitness, wellness, everything. Here's Lisa, my neighbor. Thanks, Jordan. Um, So, you know, I come to all of this, um, of course, through your mom. I think we sat down for a breakfast and we realized we were neighbors and we'd probably seen each other in Orange Theory, which was so bizarre. And everywhere else, because we literally go to the same places all the time and actually have mutual friends between the Lululemon girls, Orange Theory, and just being in the neighborhood of Brentwood. So it it was bound to happen. And the odd thing was Orange Theory was my rehab. So that workout was what I was doing to actually save myself from the injuries I had caused prior. So we'll go back to that. But um, I grew up here in LA while I knew your mom for 11 years when I lived in Sacramento um, and shopped at her store, Flirt. She's responsible for one of my big shopping obsessions, for sure. Yes. Um, She dressed me very well in my preteen years. And then when I moved back to LA... I stayed here. I went to college. I went to SC. I graduated and went straight into the mailroom. And I worked in the entertainment business for 12 years. I was a talent agent and manager. And I had assumed I'd be in 
entertainment for the rest of my life. But that's when my mom became ill and I became her caregiver. And I went into the world of retail, which had paid my bills during college and was managing some retail stores on Montana. That is the start, I think, for where my skin issues began. Full circle, like five years later, um, when I'd gone back to school, um, working in healthcare and realized I didn't really want the job in healthcare, but I was liking the information Rodan Fields fell in my lap. I was introduced to this business. And the first time I heard about it, I said, I don't want a sales job. I just got away from retail. I don't want to do this. But I listened to the person who had uh, recommended this to me. And we talked and I realized that this was something I could do part-time and grow on my own on the side. I had no idea it was going to turn into what it did. But it definitely was a full circle game. Um, but I think my years of my having my own skin issues and um, finding a product that worked for me and then um, finding a business where I could help others was kind of the best place to be. That's so exciting because the whole root of this podcast is about people who have set their souls on fire, people who have built a business out of something that most of the times when they start to talk about it, like you just did, say, I never thought that it would turn into this. And now you're an entrepreneur. You have your own business. You have something huge going for yourself and you've built something very exciting based off of what you love. So you've completely set your soul on fire. So beyond the skin care, fitness, everything else, I definitely want to ask you about that too, because so many people who listen to this podcast want to start their own business, don't really know where to begin. It's a tricky world out there, especially in the internet. So we can share some tips and tricks. But before we get into that, we definitely want to focus on skincare because Lisa is the expert. So we have to pick her brain while she's here. So let's see here. How did you first know that you had hormonal issues that were affecting your skin and your life? And what did you start to do to realize that and then kind of overcome that? So in my 30s, so I was the lucky teenager that didn't have a breakout except maybe a pimple once in a while. Um, so I got through high school and college with clear skin. Um, and maybe in my late 20s, but definitely in my 30s when I started to get very stressed and this is when my mom became ill and I became focused as a caregiver on her and I was probably paying less attention to myself and I probably wasn't as consistent with my good food choices and um, exercise routine. Definitely all these things kind of got put on the side for me to focus on her. And as those stress levels built which now we understand more being a lot of cortisol um, and our hormones started to take over because I think for women, it's every seven years, our hormones go through a cycle and sometimes good, sometimes bad, but we do cycle in and out of things. And that was when my cystic acne started to show itself. I inherited this lovely trait from my mom. Um, my chin would explode in horribly painful cystic acne that I used to name like an island or Texas. It would have it like its own life source. And I was starting to see a dermatologist on the regular getting cortisone shots in my chin up to three times a week. And that dermatologist um, happened to have this great office in Santa Monica. And um, there was an esthetician in there. Her name is Mojan. And Mojan started to do acne facials on me. This was a long time ago, because I realized like I'm probably 20 years older than you. So this was a good 10 plus years ago. Mojan started to do the acne facials. And we realized um, with all the kinds of topical treatments we were doing, I was 
So I was seeing the dermatologist who was in the same office. I was getting that kind of product knowledge and experience and trying all kinds of oral and topical medications. Um, and I was getting these amazing acne facials that were really helping. Um, but I still had this cystic issue. And um, she really, you know, kind of sat me down and said, this is really hormonal. And until you, you know, figure out the root of this, we, we're not going to get much further. Um, and that's when I kind of went on my quest to start finding out what was wrong. I actually took the big leap after trying everything on the market, including lasers and peels and everything else. Um, I did do a round of Accutane and this was based on both the dermatologist and Mojan's state of like where my skin was and what was going to be necessary. And that was a huge decision for me to make because we think of that as being pretty extreme. Um, but I was, I really felt like I had no choices and I was spending so much of my time, what I call spackling. I wouldn't go out of the house without makeup on. Um, I was great at concealing things, but deep down I was so uncomfortable and it made me um, not want to be social. It made me not want to be in front of a crowd or meet strangers because I felt very self-conscious because again, this hit me much later in life where I didn't grow up with it. It wasn't something I was used to. It was very, very new. And the treatment worked but it left me with melasma, which is how this all comes to this whole other cycle of hormones and issues. Because when you're taking Accutane, you have to be on birth control pills. And it made me so sun sensitive that while the acne cleared up, now I was left with these giant brown patches on my forehead and cheeks that absolutely could not be covered and would not budge. Lasers and peels and again, all these topical products, nothing was working. And I was once again miserable and spending my life spackling. And that's oddly the time that I was introduced to Rodana Fields. The perfect time, um, while I kind of thought the person on the phone who found me through LinkedIn, um, thought she was a little, again, crazy. I thought, oh, direct sales, that's so nuts. But she had told me that she had had melasma and that she didn't any longer. And I quizzed her up and down. I was like, girl, I spend a lot of money with a very expensive Beverly Hills dermatologist. I know you can't fix this. She's like, I don't have it anymore. Okay. And then she explained again this business and how I could do it as a hobby. And I took a huge gamble. And my thought was, if the products worked, this would be icing. Because I'd already spent thousands of dollars between the dermatologist, whatever Neiman's was selling, whatever Nordstrom's was selling. I've tried everything on the market. And two days later, this box came and I started a business and I started using something she called reverse which tackled my melasma. Wow. I wish you guys could see Lisa's face. I mean, well, I'll definitely post pictures of her in the show notes on the blog and everything else. But I wish you could just see her sitting in front of me right now. Her skin is perfect. It's so clear. There's not one single complexion dip. No, it's all... I mean, she's human, but she has perfect glowing skin. She looks amazing. Yeah, she still goes to Mojan for facials, as do I. And Lisa's story is pretty similar to mine in a way. I mean, I didn't have melasma. I did have cystic acne. I had completely clear skin in high school, college. I never had a pimple. If I had one pimple, like once in a blue moon, I would complain about it. And my friends would be like, Jordan, stop. You don't know what it's like to have acne. Your skin is perfect. And I just never had to worry about it. And my mom always told me, skin problems don't really run in our family. You're completely fine. You have great skin. Other things to worry about, of course, but didn't have to worry about skin. So I was just kind of spoiled in that way. Then I went vegan. 
was convinced that my skin was glowing because I was eating so well. All the impurities were kind of exiting my body at first because I was going through a detox process when I first started eating a plant-based diet. But then things took a different kind of turn and my skin started turning orange from too much beta carotene. I ate so many carrots and sweet potatoes and I didn't, I didn't have enough protein, calcium, iron, B12 in my system. So my skin couldn't balance itself out, which this was directly coming from my hormones, from my organs, from my liver. Things were not going properly in my body. And then my skin went from having sort of an orange tint to looking like sickly in a way. So I was really pale, but I was also living in New York at the time. So that was part of it. And I started getting acne and this wasn't cystic acne. It was just pimples, uh, pretty bad pimples and I didn't wear a lot of makeup, so my friends started speculating. I wonder if it's because you're living in these harsh New York conditions. You don't really wear makeup, so your skin's just exposed to this harsh weather conditions. And I was so convinced it had nothing to do with my diet because I was so convinced that my diet was the healthiest diet in the world, best for your skin, best for your body. So morally, ethical, perfect, that I just couldn't believe that it would come from my skin. And then I would go home and see my family for the holidays. And, and, you know, they hadn't seen me in months. So my siblings were would comment about my skin. Oh, you're, you're, I wonder if that's from your diet. And of course, I would say it's definitely not from my diet. It might be from stress. It might be from living in New York. It might be because I've reached this, you know, new age. I knew that hormones changed with seven years. I was, I think, 22 or 23 at that time. So that's what I attributed it to. And then when I went through my whole lifestyle change of stopping being vegan, transitioning to eating meat, still this whole time before, during, and after exercising very rigorously, so rigorous. I mean, my heart rate, if if you're familiar with high intensity interval training, was in the red zone every single day. I mean, so high intensity, plus tons of sweat. That was the other thing. I thought I sweat all the time. I go to hot yoga every day. I run. I'm in all these different weather conditions, running, sweating on my face. I'm not the best about getting home and washing my face and showering after I work out. That's got to be the problem. That's what I kept telling myself. But through this lifestyle change transition, that's when my skin blew up. And that's, again, I kept telling myself that it's not diet related because I changed my diet. And how could it be diet related if I'm not vegan anymore? And now I eat all this other stuff. What's the problem? And that's over time when I started to realize something's happening internally, hormonally, that's really showing on my skin. It's actually making me feel like I'm a sick person because if you're sick on the inside, it'll show on your face. Your face shows everything. You can't really hide what's going on when your face is showing what's happening internally. So internally messed up, tons of hormonal issues. Didn't really know where to begin with fixing this because I took care of my skin. I mean, I took care of my skin even when I had clear skin. Very into washing it. Very Like I said, don't wear a lot of makeup, always moisturizing. So... I didn't know what to do. Started trying different things. Started. I have a lot of friends who go the all natural route. So I tried coconut oil on my skin. I'm very, I know Lisa's cringing. She's dying at the coconut oil mention. I'm very open about this. If you've read any of the interviews I've done recently about wellness, I say, do not put coconut oil on your skin. This ruined my skin. Like I went from having cystic acne to having blackheads 
all over my face, which I would pop every single day because I'm very OCD, very type A, had to do that. So I did a lot of stuff before I started to figure out what might help. Lisa recommended her Rodan and Fields products, the Unblemish line, and also the Soothe line because I have really sensitive skin. Decided to try that. It was actually my mom that said, you should try Lisa's products. She's always posting these before and after photos of people with far worse skin than you who have perfect skin now. And I think I was like, I don't know. I just, I don't know if that would work for me. Nothing is working. Like I have to get on some pills and change my hormones. And that's what I was telling my mom. And she's like, well, it can't hurt let's just contact her. So we hopped on the phone with you, got those products from you. At the same time, I started seeing my functional medicine doctor, Dr. Lekos, who did tons of tests, blood tests, saliva tests, every kind of test that you can imagine with all bodily functions. Yeah, Lisa's done them all. And um, we then found out that my cortisol levels were literally off the charts. So when I say off the charts, I mean like we're looking at the charts. My cortisol levels were off of the page, especially when I first woke up in the morning. So Dr. Lecco has asked me, do you have stressful mornings? Do you jump out of bed with your heart racing with a ton of things to do? Do you feel like you have a final to go take that you haven't studied for? And I was like, yep that's my life. I jump out of bed. I jump on my email. I start working and I run to my workout and I work out very, very, very hard. Then I come back and keep working. So my day functions at a very high stress level. And then the cortisol chart showed that I crashed around 11 a.m. every single day, which makes sense because that's when I would kind of crash for the first time all day. I would become starving, very hungry, and I would have to eat and eat and eat after this workout. Could not eat when I first woke up in the morning. And basically, this was showing all over my skin. So I started taking some natural supplements for the cortisol levels. All of my other hormones were off too, like estrogen, progesterone, everything was a little off. And I don't take birth control. I haven't taken it in like three and a half years just because I prefer to be pill-free when I can. Um, so it wasn't that. It was just my natural body was doing this because of the lifestyle changes that I had made. And then I started doing the unblemished products. So there's a sulfur wash. Well, Lisa can tell you way more about this, but there's a sulfur wash that I use morning and night. There's a toner. There is um, another product that Lisa knows way more about. And then there's a moisturizer. And I do that twice a day for the most part. Sometimes I do it once a day, depending on sometimes my skin gets so sensitive that I kind of have to fluctuate with the day, but um, that. And then I would see Lisa around the neighborhood, tell her how the products were working for me. And, and she could see my skin, obviously we were talking and she was like, you know what? I think you need an added element. I think you should go see Mojan, this amazing facialist in Santa Monica. She can do all sorts of peels, anything that you need. So I went to her for acne facials. She rubbed this green glass <laughs> glass plant mixture into my face. And then she gave me this like mud from a different country that's like $400 per thumbnail size. My skin started clearing up. I also shed the layers because that mud stuff sheds the layers off. I went to Austin with my best friend and luckily I was out of town so it didn't matter. But my face was peeling off like a lizard, but I loved it because I love that kind of stuff. And I knew that a transformation was happening and it did. I don't even have that skin anymore. So through all that transformation, that's 
my hormonal acne story and the way that I found refuge. And the interesting thing is because my lifestyle is so rooted in wellness and natural products. And I try to use all natural makeup, chemical free. The natural stuff didn't work for me when it came to fixing those hormone problems. And yes, I took natural supplements from Dr. Lecos. I took like 12 at one time for six months. And I think those definitely helped. I'm not entirely 1000% positive just because it's hard to know. But all I know is the combination of the supplements, the skincare, the facials, and also just learning to slow down and take care of myself has helped a ton. So that brings me to my next question with Lisa, because what I'm so interested in is that we were both super addicted to high intensity workouts. We both learned our cortisol levels were off the charts. It was making us not only our skin was inflamed, we were holding on to weight that we didn't want to hold on to. And our bodies were not the bodies that we knew we were meant to be in. And that's that's the worst feeling of all time. So Lisa, what is your story with that? So first of all, Jordan's skin is glowing. She looks great. And um, Mojan, what makes her extra special, um, she's not just an esthetician. Um, she went to night school. She's been working with with Ava Shaman for 25 years. She went to night school. So she's also an RN. So when we say that she's able to do like lasers and peels and other things on you, and she actually sources products herself around the world. Um, she too is obsessed with clear skin. Her skin is perfect. Um, but she will, what's great about her and why I think I trust her so much and I send all of my acne prone clients to her is that she will get to the root of it with you because everyone's acne is a bit different. Um, some do respond to topicals like right away. Some respond to oral meds right away. But she will let you know um, based on you know seeing her after a few times where she can be of benefit to you and where you actually need to like draw the line and see a doctor and like get some other things figured out. So I really appreciate her on that. And she does not push the $400 product, but you definitely want it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, she, she's really great because she wants you to, she will only offer and suggest products that she knows, one that she's tested on you that work for you. But that green glass thing is the craziest thing ever. And I've, I've done that on my chin. So my crazy hormonal story goes back to, well, two things happened. So in the 30, in my 30s, I had my first bout with, a, with adult cystic acne, definitely stress-related, Definitely poor diet, definitely weird fitness things. Again, I was a caregiver and I, my focus was not me, but on my mom. And so I was trying to get her to eat. So I'd bring her something delicious. I have an aunt who would send things from Dean and DeLuca. Like every day there'd be a delivery. So, oh, look, there's babka. Here, try this. See if this is good. And, you know, she just didn't want to eat. So, of course, I'd made a piece for her and a piece for myself and I'd eat both. So, I've always kind of yo-yo dieted. Um, my, my weight has fluctuated, which I know also plays an effect on your hormones later. Um, and so it's always been something I was aware of. When the cystic acne kicked in, that also made me a little nervous um, and was trying to address it then. But again, my focus was so much on somebody else that I wasn't slowing down and taking care of me. And that took me a long time to figure out. So once I got over my cystic acne, and I, I wish I had known about unblemished prior. I might not have had to have done Accutane, but leaving me with melasma and this whole other issue of my hormones now raging in a whole other way was due to now my intense workouts. So I am back in school. I am doing an externship in a hospital. So I'm at the Sherman Oaks Hospital in the morning doing my 
you're actually like my hands-on of what this new job is going to be for me. And I'm in Cedars at night with my grandmother because now I'm a caregiver again. And I started to have like these panic attacks like, oh no, I'm going to start fluctuating. My weight's going to go up. My skin's going to start breaking out again. Like I'm foreseeing the future and how can I prevent it? So I start getting back on the regular facial routine with Mojan. I like, I think it was every six weeks. And I started doing, this is the craziest thing. I would get up at 5.30 every morning and I would work out for 30 minutes. I had an Xbox and I did The Biggest Loser. And it was a kind of a cross-training workout. So I had no equipment. I was in my living room, but I would do, it'd be a mix of cardio and hand weights, whatever I had around me. And I did it for 30 minutes, five days a week. And I would go to work, which was school then, um, with my, this is horrible, my lean cuisine (laughs) and um, probably um, one of the diet Yoplait yogurts. And I always had, this was my big treat, a chopped up green apple peeled, sprinkled with cinnamon. It was always in a bag. That was like my snack. So I would have those things with me and I would probably do that lean cuisine again at night as dinners. I wasn't cooking for myself at the time. I was just too busy with school and this program. I was starting to see my body responding to just 30 minutes a day of working and thinking I was keeping like a good calorie amount, not really knowing how much I was eating, but just that I was being consistent and that at the time, again, thinking they were good health food choices. I, I think about now about all the processed food yeah. I was eating and it freaks me out. But that was 11 years ago. So I've learned a lot <laughs> since then. But I started doing, this is so cute. So two things happen. I start my own business and I moved to Brentwood. Um, I was in Brentwood, but I moved to my new place, which is down yeah. the street from you. And I start doing these DVDs at home by Tracy Anderson. And she had a system then called metamorphosis. And you got to think, pick your body part and you could focus on that. And that's what your DVD would be. I picked whatever the Omni. I picked the whole body one because when I gain weight, I gain weight everywhere. It's not just in one specific place. So I wanted her full body workout. So I was doing these lovely DVDs. So a half an hour of cardio dance, which was crazy because it's so hard. (laughs) And then a half an hour of what she called muscular structure. And it would be mat work. And... Sometimes you would or wouldn't have a weight, but she never did anything over a three-pound weight, but it was definitely about sculpting. So that was an hour, and I probably did that three to five times a week. And I started to see changes. I started to see my skin, um, my muscles were getting sculpted again. I, I started to see my body change. I was dropping weight. I was also doing a diet plan that was in that DVD. And if anyone's talked about Tracy Anderson before, there's like, People joke, oh, she makes you eat baby food and it's kind of crazy. And well, um, there was a lot of soup. (laughs) You've made all these foods and there was a lot of pureed vegetables. So I guess it was baby food, but there was a variety of food. I will say she did have, there was fruits and vegetables and there was some protein in there. I guess this was kind of the start of this extreme change in diet that I didn't realize I was doing because I was thinking I was following something that was healthy. And that was going to make the changes that I wanted to see in my body. So I want to say I did this for six months. And then I got wind that she was going to open a studio here in Brentwood. And I think I was the very first person to sign up because I wasn't going to drive to Studio City to go. But when she said Brentwood, I was like, I'm in. So I showed up at this first like pre like enrollment. And um, I was like, I'm so excited. I'm so in. I've I get these great results from your DVDs. I can't wait to do this. And, you know, they take all your money and they said to be back in a couple months. 
between that Thanksgiving and Christmas of that year, I gained 10 pounds overnight. And on my body frame, I'm, I'm not even 5'1". Gaining 10 pounds on me is like 20 or 30 pounds on a normal person. Um, and it happened overnight. And that was my first like clue, like, okay, something's not right. Um, sleep patterns were getting weird again. The start of the cortisol kick and my hormones are going to get imbalanced. Now, I don't know if it was because I was already limiting and restricting some calories with her food and the diet, but we weren't at the extreme point yet. January comes, we, she opens the studio, and I find out that the Tracy Anderson program is two hours a day, six days a week. Now, I had these great results at home, and these weird 10 pounds have just come on me, so I want to get them off fast. So I'm going to listen to everything she says, and I'm going to do two hours a day, six days a week. I was at her studio at eight to 10 every day. I took Sundays off and then I would just go take a big hike with the dog. So I didn't stop moving and you're ravenous when you're done, right? You're ravenous because it's a heated room. It's a really, really intense workout and you're starving when you're done. Um, And so you'd eat when you're done, but you're like, oh, I, I burned off all those calories. What you aren't seeing right away and what took me a little while to figure out is this weird inflammation was happening. I was getting puffy everywhere from my ankles to my neck. My body was starting to acquire, it looked like like I was wearing a blanket or a layer of fat. And it didn't make any sense because girl, I was working my ass off. And even the trainers who are with you and you're doing this with you, like, you work so hard. I like, we're not seeing the changes we're expecting. So they keep tweaking my program and they keep you know, you meet with Tracy once a month and, and she's like trying to, she's blaming my food and she's saying that I'm not doing enough cardio. So they have me kick up my cardio. So now I'm even doing more and I'm being told I'm eating too much. This is my first encounter with any type of food disorder issue question, which I've never had. I know she came from that world and she was like, kind of goading me that, oh, you must be binge eating when you get home. You, you must eat when you, or you must not notice how much you eat when you go home. And I'm like, God, no, like if you ask my friends, like I'm really clean, like, because now I've already, I've figured out what I need to be eating and it's, you know, good proteins and good vegetables and a little bit of fruit. And I'm, no, I'm really eating well. So she starts having to take blood tests. And they're trying to decide which foods are causing inflammation in my body. And I'm going through all this thinking like, this is so bizarre. The number one food I'm not supposed to eat is chicken. I only started eating chicken probably the year before because I didn't think I was getting enough protein in my life because I too had been more on a fish and vegetable kick than proteins. And I thought that was weird. They also took away blueberries and strawberries. These things should never be taken away from your life. So, you know, again, Part of me is processing that this is not correct. The other part of me is thinking, okay, I just have to listen to her because I'm, I'm standing next to Gwyneth Paltrow every day. She's the nicest person in the whole yes. world. I want to, I'm working out with her. We're sweating together, and, but I'm not looking like her. And I'm, I'm, it's very disturbing. And, and everyone's watching me like blow up. So now I'm up, I think now another 10 pounds have gone up. So now I've got 20 pounds I'm carrying on me. I'm there. It's almost two and a half years. I don't stop getting injured. I'm completely taped up with rock tape, um, ankles into my IT bands, like both legs. It's nonstop. I'm seeing a physical therapist three times a week just to break down all the scar tissue 
and to try to relax and I'm getting massages, but my body is just inflamed and just nothing is working. And my sleep again now is really bad. I don't sleep well. I'm waking up with a jolt of adrenaline between two and five every morning. And then I can't go back to sleep. And at two o'clock, you don't want to get up and start doing emails and work. You, you want to relax and figure out how to go back to sleep. And even at 5 a.m., you're like, I'm not ready. I know I'm not supposed to be awake yet. So learning how to quiet your mind was hard. It was my physical therapist who said, hey, girl, I love seeing you three times a week and you can come to me forever, but I bet you want to get better. I'm like, of course. She's like, stop dancing. Stop training with Tracy. And that was my first like realization that I had like entered this whole world of completely not listening to myself and um, even questioning Tracy about cortisol and being told directly from her, that's fabrication. That's nuts. Because if there was such a thing, I'd have it because I work out more than you every day. And but, but I'm everything I'm reading. This, this says that I've got a cortisol issue. And she's like, no, 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 that's, that's bogus. So that was really hard for me to hear from her that all of a sudden we were not going to see eye to eye anymore and that I was going to have to basically break up with her <laughs> and move on. And that was really, I think, when I started my quest with finding doctors who could figure out um, what was causing the cortisol, what was causing the inflammation. And I can tell you a little bit more about that or you can ask me more, but that's when I started to really figure out the damage I did for the two and a half years with Tracy having all these blood tests work, I met with um, a wonderful integrative medicine doctor in Culver City. She was kind of blown away by how messed up I was. So not only was my cortisol off the charts, I was now, mm, I had hypothyroidism, never had a thyroid problem before. And I also have osteopenia. So in those two and a half years of working out with her, I absolutely destroyed my system. Um, and caused it to absolutely react in a, in a way that it's taken me now two and a half years to kind of recover from. And I'm still not perfect. Um, I will always now be on thyroid medicine. I always have to be careful of the osteopenia and not going any further with that. Um, and the cortisol is still an issue, although getting better. And every time I figure out something new that makes it a little nicer, and I think to some supplements I've been using, it's getting better. I'm sleeping a little better. And I have to tell you, not sleeping was the worst thing ever because if you don't sleep, you don't lose weight. You don't lose weight. So that, that was troubling. Um, so three doctors and zillions of tests and a nutritionist who finally kind of slapped me in the face made me realize that I'd been starving myself and um, really, really hurting myself with this high-intensity workouts. Whoa, that, that story. Oh my God, I have chills listening to it. I can relate in so many ways, but not, I mean, I think what happened to you is the extreme because, I mean, it would have happened to anybody in that position whose body was responding that way and being told by a trainer who you really look up to and trust and who, who actually, I mean, obviously that workout works for her body. So she looks amazing and it's very hard to wrap your head around the fact that everyone's bodies are so different, you you know, but we've all been down that road. And when you trust someone, you listen to them. But until somebody wakes you up by telling you, you got to stop doing that, it doesn't hit you that that could be the problem that was like me with veganism. When someone finally told me, 
you have an eating disorder or I think you have an eating disorder. And then I, it hit me, oh, these are where all my problems are coming from. It's so crazy. And then same goes for the super rigorous workouts because I was never into the Tracy Anderson workouts. I did it once and I just uh, I didn't really have fun doing it. So I didn't go back, although it is on our street. So it's pretty easy, easy for us to go there. But I've done my fair share of extremely high intensity workouts. And when I was training for the LA Marathon, thinking this will be the best thing for my body. I'll be doing so much cardio. I'll be running. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lisa was so worried about me. She just said during that time, I was running... I don't even want to know how many miles per week, but obviously finished the marathon, trained for seven months. That was definitely the peak of my skin problems. I definitely didn't lose any weight. I probably gained some weight because my whole entire body, my whole entire system was on overdrive. I was puffy. And I remember when we started tapering for the marathon, so we stopped running 19 plus miles on the weekends and started tapering down to one hour runs, so six-ish miles, my body actually started calming down a little bit, but I knew I had the marathon coming up. And there was a couple other girls on my team who too, I mean, they lost, for me, it was just something I could feel, but some girls on my team, they shrunk all of a sudden when we started tapering and we were trying to figure it out. And they're like, I don't know what it is. I think it's just because we're running less and I'm not as hungry anymore. But for me, I knew it did not have to do with the food. And that's when I started thinking, there is something not good in my body about working out that hard, which is pretty crazy because I love to work out that hard. It's therapeutic for me. It's fun. That's how I've met so many of my close friends in LA. That's a big part of my life. It's a huge part of my job. What's going on? So I had to start thinking about that and then coming to terms with the fact that even though people who I looked up to and trusted, my marathon coaches, my fitness trainers, a lot of other bloggers whose blogs I read religiously, Hudson, (laughs) no water for you, mister, not in that glass. Um, Hattie's just basically our third guest here, our, our, our third person on this podcast as usual. But it was so hard for me to accept. And I mean, it still is because you see these other runners and their bodies adapt so well to running. They look amazing. They feel amazing. Well, not me. I like running and I'll continue to run. I love half marathons. I want to do another full marathon someday. But now is not the time because I've actually found this really great lifestyle for me where I still work out every single day. I'm very consistent. I love it. That's why I'm so consistent. But I'm not pounding the pavement. I'm not getting my heart rate crazy high. I do a ton of hot yoga. I do yoga sculpt once or twice a week. I still run, but I run for short periods of time. Feels amazing. Listen to my body. I sleep better. My cortisol has gone down. So it's so crazy. That's why it gives me chills listening to Lisa talk because... It's so, I think everybody, all of us fall into this position where we just want to figure out what is wrong with us, what's wrong with our bodies, why do we not feel our best. So we listen to who's ever giving us the advice. And when you turn inward and start listening to yourself, and of course, also seek help from very talented, very trained, holistic doctors, and not necessarily always holistic, but somebody who's going to really look deep to see what's going on, not just on the surface. That's that's when you'll find 
a way out of the problems. And that's what we've both done. So if anybody's listening who have been in similar positions, hopefully you'll find some help from what we've said. We'll definitely share more information on supplements. And um, I'm, I've, I've seen Lisa's diet transform because I remember when you would go to beaming every single day. So Lisa, like me, posts about her food like pretty much every day, or at least she did more then, I think. But it's fun. Um, so she would go to beaming every day, got the vegan salad, the Hudson. What are you doing, Bubba? He's mad that I didn't give him water. So he's digging into my packages. Um, so she would do the smoothies, the salads every day. You know, very similar to the vegan lifestyle. Huddy, no bites. So um, now you eat all the lean protein, all the veggies. I mean, totally different diet, um, which we can talk more about too. But the question that I have written here is what are some beauty foods that are good for our skin? So things that are good for hormones, also good for our skin, that kind of stuff. So it's interesting. So I still love beaming and I think their stuff is great. And um, I will say I did a, I think it was a three-day cleanse that I turned into a five-day cleanse because I just felt so damn good. Like I was just like bouncing off the walls and I was glowing. But what I didn't realize until I started seeing this nutritionist around that time was that um, I wasn't going to lose any weight that way, that I need to have that real lean protein. Um, Now, while I still have a smoothie every morning and I use a plant-based protein, then um, the rest of my meals must be a combo of protein and high fat. So, you know, again, this is over time and like hearing it, but not really wanting to believe it. And to think that, you know, fruit isn't always my friend. I've got to watch my sugar. I've got to watch my sugar. I have to watch my gluten intake and I have to watch my dairy. Those three things um, not only play an effect in how my weight fluctuates, but my skin. So we go back to digestive issues and, you know, it's showing on our skin as well. Um, You know, depending on where your breakouts are on your face, you can actually kind of do this face mapping. You can Google this. I think you can call it, you can call it skin mapping. And I think you'll see the pictures and you'll see if your breakouts are on your forehead or on your cheek, it's more of a digestive issue and maybe even processed foods than if we're talking the chin issue, which we had, which is definitely a hormonal breakout. So I can see somebody when I meet them for the first time. And while I'm no expert, trust me, I'm learning as I go with this business, based on where their breakouts are, I know what's going on. So if someone comes to me with a forehead that's completely broken out, I know their diet is not good. And I know that a good topical product of using unblemish, um, you know, in a nice routine, that's going to clear up their skin very fast. When we're dealing with hormones, we definitely have to look at both sides. We have to look at the food we're eating. We have to look at how we're balancing our hormones and our stress levels because that's going to play a part in it. You know, we're talking about antioxidants, high fats, um, good proteins. You just need to really treat your body well and listen to what it needs. The sugar, the dairy, and the gluten you're going to see it in your face. I agree. Well, that's, I follow a similar diet also just because I feel the best. When I'm not eating a lot of sugar, a lot of gluten, a lot of dairy, I will eat a tiny bit of dairy and um, fruit, but I don't, I don't do gluten. It just doesn't feel good for me. Yeah. She just said she needs an avocado every day to be happy. And I'm all about the avocados, the coconut butter, coconut oil, MCT oil. Yeah, vital proteins, collagen peptides. Yeah, I think Lisa and I have the same routine, but we have very similar. I think our bodies respond well to similar types of things. So that makes a lot of sense. What are some little known skincare tips that you'd like to share with people? So 
basically, uh, my question, and I think a lot of people have similar questions are, is can you wash your face too often? Are there specific washcloths we should be using? I feel like the washcloths I use that are just from Target or something that, you know, I use, wash, use again, they like rip my face apart. Is there something better that we can be putting our um, face wash on to clean our face off? Chemical-free makeup brands. What are all the little known tips that you have? So the first one you want to know about my favorite um, washing tips. Yes, you can overwash. And particularly if you are suffering from breakouts, um, your head, you're, you're psychologically thinking, I need to keep my face super clean. So you might be actually... Um, causing your skin to overproduce oil. So one of the reasons why Jordan had a split regimen of both the Soothe and the Unblemish was because she's sensitive prone skin and um, any type of acne treatment can cause your skin to be a little drier than normal. So I absolutely am always very cautious with my acne prone clients to not overstimulate oil. And that can be done by washing too much or using too much of the product itself you don't want to dry it out. You, you really don't want to see your skin peel. You don't want to see redness or irritation. Um, the whole idea is to actually calm inflammation and calm your skin down. So absolutely um, less is more product and the type you're washing. Now, I did grow up on washcloths. I'm a washcloth girl, but I get mine from Restoration Hardware. So they might be a little softer which I really love. And they always have a sale. You can always get them at a discount. And I buy like a bunch at a time, but I love them. They're Turkish. They're great. They're super soft, 100% cotton, obviously. If you're going to use a washcloth, you need to make sure you're, you're washing them. They need to be clean. Um, like anything else, um, it's going to absorb the bacteria and the chemicals, your makeup, whatever you have on it. So you want to just make sure it's a clean washcloth. But I am a fan I also know that we can all go a little too much with our scrubs. And if you treat your skin gently, I like to tell people when I, if I don't know them, particularly if I have clients who I have not met in person, treat your face like you would your child. So if you had a baby and you were bathing the baby, you know, you would be very gentle with the amount of product you use. You wouldn't use anything that felt too rough. You need to think of your skin that way. You know, we have, while, while our cells turn over and we get to have a lot of exfoliating properties to our skin, um, you still want to treat it gently. For clear, healthy skin, I don't, I mean, I'm happy if someone has a product they love. If they're not, I always am happy to suggest something that I know will work well for them. But it's the combination of using an active ingredient, which usually has some medicine in it, mixing it with something that has botanicals and vitamins and the oils and nutrients that we all want. And that's why I love my products so much is that this is a multi-med therapy. So you're going to get a little of everything you need, which is also going to help keep you balanced. It's all about balance. We, we want the product not to overstimulate. We want it not to um, dry you out. And we want it not to make you feel like you've been <laughs> peeled um, like by a sunburn. You know, we want to keep everything fresh. So we like to focus on what your needs are, sensitivity, acne-prone skin, sun damage, or just aging in general, and find the regimen that's right for you. And then you know, we can play. Like we played with you. We figured out two regimens that work best for you. But boy, I, I mean, I, I could talk about this all day. I can tell, I've got skin tips and ideas of things that can help everyone. And I think the big three, like if there was anything in the world, if, I don't care what you used, drink lots of water, don't smoke, and use sunscreen. That's it. 
Like if you want to age gracefully, drink lots of water, (laughs) don't smoke, use sunscreen. That's going to help you the longest. Those are amazing tips. Those go for everybody. And you cannot start too young. That's for sure. Because And you also, you can start now. If you haven't done that yet, start drinking tons of water every day. And then watch the transformation of your skin once you become super hydrated. It's amazing. It's That's been a game changer. I mean, I've always had a lot of water, drink tons of water. But when I watch... I am a coffee drinker. Yeah, exactly. But I haven't always been. I didn't like coffee until a few years ago. Now I'm addicted to it because I'm extreme like that. So since you've changed your fitness routine because it was so intense for so long, you did Tracy Anderson, two hours every day, all the hikes, Lisa walks her dog all the time. I see her everywhere, out my window every single day. Uh, What is your fitness routine now with Alfonso Moretti? Such a good, such a good trainer. I trained with him a couple months ago. It was several months ago now. Oh my God. It was a year ago. That's insane. Well, we did a great workout. It was hard AF. It was very, very hard, but it was really fun and he's really fun. So what's your routine like with him? So Alfonso, AKA the angry trainer um, is amazing. Um, He's actually like just the sweetest guy in the world. But what I learned from him, and this was, you know, coming off of using from Tracy starting to figure out like what the damage was to the, you know, getting all the results from the doctors and finding out what was wrong with my system using Orange Theory as my rehab. And I love Orange Theory. Shout out to Orange Theory. Love them. But I still had so much inflammation and I was still injuring myself that I knew I had to be with a trainer one-on-one so I would stop hurting myself. And when I met with Alfonso, um, we talked about, again, where, how I had gotten to this point and what I needed to do to repair. And um, when he heard, actually in particular, the osteopenia, which he was concerned about, he's like, well, you haven't been, you know, when was the last time you were actually like lifted weights? And really with Tracy, because it was a maximum of three pound weight, yes, you're doing weight bearing because there were bands and other things that was my own body weight, but I wasn't lifting weights. And with Orange Theory, there's a little bit of it, which I love, but because I have that competitive spirit inside of me, I'm trying to lift as much or move as fast as like the guy who's standing next to me who are really fit. And I would always end up just hurting myself because I was trying to keep up. So Alfonso had me slow down and start slowly back into actually lifting weights. So women, this is super, super important. As we get older and the hormone issues start to take effect, um, because I haven't told you the best one that came out of all of this damage that I did to myself, um, is that we have to do proper weight-bearing workouts on ourselves. And, you know, CrossFit is awesome. Or You have to be careful, again, not to go too much into the HIT side of things, um, but learn how to find a way to properly, and just some basics, like a good set of dumbbells, just you want to get your arms, you want to get your hamstrings, you want to get your glutes, um, and you want to make sure that you are lifting a proper amount of weight. So honestly, my weight, my workouts now, three times a week for one hour, I work out with Alfonso. We do a very tiny bit of cardio in between. I'll do a five-minute warm-up. Then we lift, and it's different every single time. And then he'll throw me back on some cardio for like a minute at a time. So there's like little boosts of energy so that my heart rate does stay up. But it's all about actually 
um, using either TRX or lifting weights or doing um, this thing called a ski org. He's going to kill me. I don't remember the name. Oh, yeah, really hard, right? Uh-huh. So you're doing a full body workout one hour, three times a week. And then the rest of the time, I just walk. All I'm doing is walking. So I've got the 20 pounds off. <laughs> yeah, uh, it took a while. I eat more because I was told from a nutritionist that I was starving myself because the 1200 calories was not enough. And I definitely didn't have enough fat in my diet. That made a huge difference. Um, So kicking up my fat, keeping the proteins and vegetables balanced, and unfortunately cutting back on some of the fruit. Um, I do have a sweet tooth, so that was hard, but I'm I'm over that edge now. Um, But keeping those workouts consistent, but honestly, it's walking. I love yoga. I used to do um, core power. I did hot yoga for a long time, but I was still in such a high inflammation period that it was not beneficial for me at the time, but I am definitely getting where I feel like I'm able, I could go back and do it again and probably not be injured. I know, I'm, I'm, trust me, I've been thinking about it. And the top one, you've got to take some time to meditate. You've got to get your body quiet, even if it's just for 10 or 15 minutes in the morning or before you go to bed, it makes an extreme difference on getting that cortisol level down and getting your body to quiet down because I think that's also probably our biggest issue is that we're running all day. We're crazy. And we keep very erratic schedules. Um, and if we're not slowing down, we're not going to see the results. But I am, I'm really happy. I just came back from Cabo, deep sea fishing. Um, I have vertigo, so I don't recommend that to anybody. <laughs> but I caught a 200-pound marlin, I saw the okay, which is totally insane. I am the only one, well, the captain said I was the smallest woman to have ever caught a fish that large. And I'm the only one who didn't have any like injuries from reeling in. (laughs) So so I give Alfonso all the credit to that. So yeah, so that weight lifting, weight bearing issue, because of the osteopenia, I need to do everything I can not to go into osteoporosis world um, because that just frightens me beyond belief. So my D3, I... I take a lot of supplements, vitamin D, um, calcium and magnesium, but lifting the weights has helped. So um, I just did a test. It's been a year since the first one. And um, thankfully, I haven't progressed. So I've been able to like just hold where I'm at. So lift those weights, girls. Lift those weights, ladies. Yeah. Hearing everything that Lisa just said is so interesting because I too, the more I've learned about exercise, the more I find that going back to the basics and any educated trainer will tell you this. Going back to the basics is what's best for you at the end of the day. Lifting weights properly, doing so in a way that's not going to get you injured. It's not about the rep count and doing it as fast as possible. It's about just slow and steady and being mindful of your body, doing what feels good, progressing to a heavier level weight when you're ready, all of that stuff. Yeah, it's all the basics. And my original trainer, Robert from Sacramento, who's amazing, love love Robert at Arden Hills. He's not at Arden Hills anymore. He has his own place now. He, Lisa's laughing at Arden Hills because of our Sacktown roots. But um, Robert always, he's, he's all about the safety and he believes all you need are, is a kettlebell, some dumbbells, some weights and your body, basically. And I've always carried that with me. So with all these crazy workouts in LA where they're like, oh, you need this, this, and this. You need this band. You need this TRX machine. You need to hang upside down. I'm like, you know what? I don't believe you. (laughs) I'm not. I don't agree. I'm not with you on that. So it is about going back to the basics. And then another thing that I can pick out from what she said that is just so on point is meditation because really reconnecting to our bodies, rerouting to 
like what we need. You can't do that if you're not reflecting, if you're not taking a second. So I've tried very hard to work meditation into my life. It's always been important to me because I've always had that spiritual yogi side to my personality. But I will say, I never fully appreciated what it was about. I liked the idea of it. And I thought, I can do that. I should slow down. But until this year, I swear, I did not appreciate the benefits of meditation, journaling, slowing down, the panchakarma that I did, the Ayurvedic treatment, all of that has helped me reconnect. And now I see it. Like I see the difference when you actually meditate. You can feel this whole wave come over your body of calm. That's what reduces inflammation. That's what gets you to the next stage of being able to get rid of the inflammation, the hormone issues, all the stuff that we've both dealt with and carried around and anybody with disordered eating or super fast-paced lives has dealt with it. We've all been there. So since we're basically out of time, but I do want to ask you just an entrepreneurial question for fun. Tell us in 60-ish seconds about starting your own business. What's the best thing about it? And what what's the main tip that you could give to people who don't want to work for somebody else. They want to work for themselves from home, not a nine to five. You just went to Cabo. We all, you know, people who work for themselves, you can be flexible. How do you, how did you get into this? Well, what's your main tip? I'll keep it simple. What's your main tip? Sometimes you just have to let the people around you kind of guide you in the sense that this fell in my lap. I would have never looked for it. Um, It didn't even really make sense to me when I began. But when people started to see a difference in my skin, which only took three weeks, I had a business. Anybody who's looking for a change in their life, who wants to um, have their own schedule, who wants to be in charge of their life, if you don't know what that calling is, there are so many options out there to look at and listen to. And right now, there are a lot of amazing direct sales businesses out there that allow you to be an entrepreneur, to live your life. you know, you can take your blog and turn it into a whole world of a business. Um, you just don't always know what that voice is. And for me, I've always been definitely interested in skincare. I have a huge consumer. I was a product whore. So it, in the end, became a natural progression for me. But again, I wasn't looking for it. I have been a business owner before. So it was really nice to be back in that seat. And I think you just have to remain open-minded. If you're coachable, if you're a people person and if you want something for yourself, if you, if you know that there's more for you than your nine to five, let the entrepreneurs around you share their businesses with you. It might just click. And my only thing, stop running. Uh, it breaks down collagen. It makes you look older faster. Oh I know. I mean, I swear. I know some runners love them to death, but they age so much quicker. It's so unfortunate. They're so beautiful, like the people I'm thinking of. But yeah, I mean, their face, it droops. My mom and I noticed that about runners a long time ago. And it's every time I run, I think about it. I'm like, how do I hold my face in place? Should I put my hands on my face? I don't want this to happen to me, but I do like to run. But Lisa's right about that. And I think, what? No, no, no. She's right. And she's apologizing because I'm sure a lot of you guys are obsessed with running and, you know, everything in moderation. Do what makes you happy, but be mindful of what will happen in the future. But what she said, once her skin started showing signs of being so clear and looking amazing, she had a business. And it's because she was using these products herself. She was 
genuinely passionate about them because they worked for her. So why not chase your dreams and create a business based off of something that changed your life in the best way possible? That's what I did with health, wellness, started a blog because wellness changed my life. So did yoga. So I can go in that direction. There's a whole lot of things that you can do when you love something. So Lisa is a great example of that. She's very happy. She glows. She has totally set her soul on fire. You guys can find her on Instagram at Lisa's Lovely Skin, aptly named. And what's your website? Lisa, Lisa dot my R-A-N-D-F dot biz. I'll write that down. I feel like that one's tough. So we'll put that. You guys can find her on my blog because there's always a blog post that goes along with each podcast episode. If you guys didn't know that and you're listening, you can head to thebalanceblonde.com to get direct links to Lisa's blog, see some pictures of her because after listening to her, you probably are like, what does she look like? I want to see her skin. I want to put a face to a name, a face to a voice. So you can go to my blog. We'll have all that good stuff. We'll definitely have to have her back because it's very easy for her to walk over here. She has so much wisdom to share. We didn't even get into the fact that she has a tie to Marilyn Monroe. Hello. We'll have to talk about that next time. I love the Marilyn stories. I'm so obsessed. So yeah. I mean, God, this episode was just chock full of skincare and fitness and hormones. And a lot of you guys have requested an episode just like this. And I think that was fateful because Lisa and I decided to do this a few weeks ago and our schedules have finally aligned to make it happen. So yeah, this is like such TBB stuff. If you have questions, let us know. Lisa will be available. If you just comment on the blog post or review this episode and, and ask us questions anywhere. We'll get back to you. So we're very excited and we'll talk to you guys soon. I hope everybody's having the best day and go take care of your skin. Take some collagen supplements. Check it all out. Talk to you guys soon from our glowing skin to yours. Bye guys. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Isn't Lisa awesome? She has the best tips. She's seriously transformed my skin, her and Mojan. And if you want Mojan's information, the facialist, we're happy to give it to you. She works in Santa Monica. So yes, hope you love this episode. Let us know what you think and I'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys.